106.5 WFMP, this is Community Control Now, the show seeking democratic, community-controlled public institutions with a particular interest in the U.S. policing apparatus. I'm your host, Vincent Gonzalez, slamming Cadillac doors, Michael T. Man, say what's up to the people. What's up? What's up? Yo, yo, yo. Community Control Now seeks to end the rampant abuses by the state, which greatly target persons of color and the economically disadvantaged. Community Control Now believes in all power to all oppressed people all over the world. For today's show, we're going to look at patriarchy, system controlled by men, how it affects policing in this town, uh, vis-a-vis the world, and different uh, angles, how it affects people's lives, uh, the role of women in patriarchy, and uh, see if we can come up with some benevolent solutions for that. But before we do that... My brother, how you living? Um, fighting the struggle. No struggle, it, no progress. No struggle, no progress, as always, man. And this is uh, a good part. I, I consider this show a part of the struggle. You know, we try to um, we take it seriously, too. This is this is movement work. We're, we're sitting here trying to come up with some uh, thoughtful, educated, Evidence-based solutions to these things, and uh, we've been we've been uh, mulling about on this uh, subject here for a little bit, wanting to do a patriarchy episode. Um, I know the main emphasis of the show is policing, but we know that beyond that certain sphere, which is very important part of the work, is um, this apparatus, this this concept of patriarchy and the role that it it plays on so many people's lives. So getting into that, I think it's important if we consider ourselves uh, principal leftists, persons who uh, seek to understand what's going on. This is a, a worthy concept to explore further. So let's get into it here. Mm-hmm. Patriarchy as defined. Yeah, I think you have your definition. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> yeah well, how, how would you define patriarchy? Well, I would approach it as a social system in which a few men control all women mm-hmm. and most men, yeah. generally. And it's an ancient social system. Um, Frederick Engels, uh, the great partner of Karl Marx, uh, has written that Uh, A case could be made that patriarchy represents the beginning of class oppression. Because the essence of that was uh, some men desiring to control women's reproductive capabilities. Because if you think about it, all of life revolves around production and reproduction. Reproduction as in the reproduction of real life, and uh, and it goes into the whole you know social reproduction sphere. You know what what is uh, what real life consists of, like care and raising children and taking care of the household, in addition to the actual reproduction of the species. Yes. So there's a degree of power involved in this, a high degree of power, it seems like, when you talk about life in essence, 
and that was controlled uh, by a, uh, you made the point earlier, um, it's controlled by a few subset of men, you know, even yeah. men are under this control if they, you know, if you're a progressive uh, man who wants to, you know, look beyond the control of women's bodies, you will be shot down by this apparatus. Exactly. Because you go against it. So it's about it's about power and control. Um, it's about it's a it's about omission. Mm-hmm. You know, omitting women from the say so in their own lives. You know, what was it? A couple of years ago, they had that uh, council on women. It was a congressionary hearing. Uh, you know, the Congress had a hearing, and uh, it was all men on the panel. Mm. You know, I think they had some like, clergy on there, but it's sort of. Uh, I think that speaks on how patriarchy uh, can uh, be a little myopic, and you know they don't even consider what a woman has to say on their own body because it's just business as usual. Exactly, and when you think about that kind of narrow mindedness, it's really ridiculous when. Women make up more than half of the, the Earth population. Yeah, literally half yes. of the population is under this, you know, the thumb of this repressive system. Yeah, so you're omitting so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for myself, I break it down, man. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. So we, you touched on that reproductive rights, and I think we touched on it a little bit too, where. Controlling reproductive rights, those are the future workers of this society. Yes. So controlling them as much as possible, it delves into controlling capital in all its many ways. Yes. Um, And it's important to know that patriarchy predated capitalism, uh, of course, uh, in the sense that, as Engel said, it coincides with the whole dubbed emergence of private property where women's and females' reproductive capabilities came to be claimed mm-hmm. and owned like you own a, a factory yeah. or land that's mm-hmm. naturally produced, yeah. um, and, you're, and you're exploiting that mm-hmm. entity, that yeah. phenomenon. I would say, I mean, you see how they coincide with the division of labor, um, you know, communal pre-industrious sort of societies, uh, pre-civilization as we know it of the last, you know, uh, several thousand years, Mm -hmm. um, women uh, who had the childbearing roles, rearing children, making sure that persons are fed, there was no qualifier on that. Mm -hmm. It was purely for the sake of uh, you know, men have more upper body strength. They can, you know, haul the hunt back to the village. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then women produce milk. Yes. Uh, you know, persons mm-hmm. that have milk-producing hormones. Yes, um, yes. There are biological know, differences, the, 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 the but division, they're not well, it wasn't a qualifier unequal. On it. Yeah, so you think about the vast majority of uh, domestic labor falls upon women and how this is unpaid labor. What's that word we were talking about the other day? Social, uh, is that social capital? Is that that concept? 
social reproduction. Social reproduction. Yes, yeah, yeah, social yeah, yeah, reproduction. Yeah, yeah. So, how you reproduce social. the society mm-hmm. itself. It's the apparatus that keeps uh, business as usual here. Someone's got to take care of the children, in particular in a uh, socialist, I mean, a non-socialist society where your basic human needs are not met. Someone's got to look after the children, uh, domestically keep keep track of, you know, household duties, cooking, cleaning, things of that nature. I've I, I seen one statistic where if you were to quantify domestic work, as a paid wage job, it would round out to about like seventy thousand dollars a year oh, of unpaid labor. <laughs> a lot of value there. Yeah, it's a lot of value, and I don't mean to, uh, you know, I think many times the fact that it's it's befalls and it's I mean, the key word being labor, the fact that it befalls half the population and. Another half is excluded <laughs> from it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a that's a division problem as well. But socially, it and, and financially, it causes quite the strain. Yes, on yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, somewhat brief aside here, we uh, shout out to uh, Kanisha, one of our collaborators here. Um, we did want to do the second half with her in mind. Just to go back to earlier, we didn't want to counsel on women ourselves here. And we're talking about patriarchy and not have a woman present. (laughs) So that is our hope for the the part two uh, to discuss that. Uh, But men have a responsibility to address these things. And we can get into that towards the tail end of the episode here. Uh, And I also want to... Remind our listeners, you are listening to 106.5 WFMP. This is Community Control Now. Vincent Gonzalez, Michael T. We're talking about patriarchy, all the different dynamics that it takes over in our lives and how we can repel against that. So, um, you know, education uh, and quality of life as it pertains to uh, career fields, um, I mentioned how many women are uh, responsible for the unpaid labor of maintaining mm-hmm. a household, which we know upholds the apparatus. Fat chance getting a factory worker to stay on that line for 12 hours if there's nobody taking care of things domestically. So this is, you mm-hmm. know, we can't uh, belabor that, how important that role is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, you know, you know, just to uh, point out that, you know, my investigations of patriarchy, which uh, only began a few decades ago, uh, you know, like most males, I was brought up in a patriarchal society, and the U.S. is definitely one of many. But as I began to investigate the whole history of patriarchy, I came to uh, see that in ancient societies, there was really no separation initially between what we call public life and your personal life or your private life. Mm -hmm. So this is where the whole emergence of private property comes in, you know, when the two realms are separated, of course, 
the public life deals with politics and economics and, you know, all the things that are now given super value and the maintenance of the people who have to participate in all of this and their families is now separated. And this was something that didn't happen naturally. The, uh, you know, as the, the cleavages and the, uh, the um, class stratifications between men and women were developing, that was part of the process of separating the two realms mm -hmm. and devaluing, devaluing. Yeah, one realm. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, you can't actually ever totally, sufficiently, effectively separate your personal life from yeah. your public life. No. I mean, as you <laughs> eloquently put all the time and you've taught me man the personal is political you know that's and, and you see how these public choices um, how our personal uh, intentions and our desires with those public choices come in I mean people consider uh, the public health uh, sphere and wearing a mask and things of that nature in present day society to be a personal choice, <laughs> which in a collective society, that's not even a uh, decision that uh, you would be able to make. You know, the what the public needs. Mm -hmm. And uh, and only in a class society mm -hmm. could you see that developing. And you could see how it would benefit the potential dominators. Okay, so I can make all of these grand pronouncements in the public life and then beat my wife at home, and there's no contradiction there. Yeah. You know, I'm for freedom, for all men are equal, but I can have mm -hmm. slaves in my private life. Wow. And, you know, that's not to be factored into my life, yeah. or the, the important thing in my life, what do you that do? I had slaves yeah. and I beat my what wife. You, what do you <laughs> do with that? Yeah, yeah, it's considered, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, silence is held towards those contradictory natures, which, you know, any reasonable, rational person would see. I think that's a huge thing. I mean, you're just, you're an out-and-out -out hypocrite. <laughs> it's a big contradiction. Again, that's a huge contradiction. <laughs> I, I would say that's a, a insurmountable contradiction. But this shows you the power of patriarchy. Mm -hmm. For millennia, that, that kind of social arrangement has been accepted to many men and women. Yeah. You know, keeping all of that silent. Mm -hmm. Maintaining that so-called artificial separation. Yeah, it's the default. It's it's what we yes. already know it to be. So we didn't even got to talk about it. Yeah, um, but now we see that changing, yeah. where your personal, private life is now always a subject. And yes, as I was saying, in the current period we're in it's becoming more and more difficult to separate the personal from the political or the private from the public. As you can see, you know, uh, in, in public life, people's personal lives are coming back to haunt them now. Mm -hmm. you, know, they, you, know, maybe, you know, people look at Cuomo, he's a good example. Just less than a year ago, he was being uh, touted as a potential presidential candidate. He had written a book. Um, he was like the hero of the pandemic. Now look where he is now. Personal scandals uh, brought him down.
Mm-hmm. And um, and it's all part of the whole resistance to patriarchy. And it takes yeah. various forms, mm-hmm. but it's all part of it. And I, and I think it would behoove us not to um, underestimate yes. those developments because the way I see it, it's like we're coming about we're coming around full circle, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, there is really no separation between your personal and your public life anyway. Yeah. You know, so uh, it was inevitable that all of this stuff would be exposed. But, but to, uh, <laughs> to go into, I guess, the second half, what we're talking about here, we have an apparatus in the form of policing yes. that seeks to somewhat enforce how we relate to each other mm-hmm. interpersonally, privately, uh, and it's done through the public sphere. Mm-hmm. So what role does policing have? And I think you have uh, some uh, literature on, on that from uh, England. Mm-hmm. You know, What role does policing have in the uh, form of patriarchy? Well, it's a complex role because... You know, as we know, the police, especially in the U.S. context, uh, originated as uh, slave patrols in the slave states. Now, after the ending of chattel slavery, their functions evolved. Now you have, um, instead of chasing down slaves, the role being to maintain order and public safety. Mm-hmm. Okay, and those are issues because in any society where you have class stratification and inequality, you're going to have social antagonisms and conflicts. So that automatically raises the question of how do we maintain public safety and order because people are going to be out of order. Now, the patriarchal element in that is, um, like I said, it's very complex because see, now. You've got to, you know, going back to that public-private um, uh, disconnect, you've got to bring public armed powers mm-hmm. into resolving the inevitable and the inextricable and always happening private disputes and yeah. conflicts. Yeah. So, um, and the greatest harm that it wields in those uh, disputes these are mostly led by men, is in the form of, you know, forms of domestic violence. Yes. Violence in and of itself is the number one way that patriarchy uh, maintains its specter of control. So yes. That, you know, when, when you call, you're having a domestic dispute with your partner, and you call the police, I mean, what uh, utility does that you know, in the situation, or how how does that resolve it when we know that uh, within their training and how they address conflict, it's mostly from a combatant, uh, insurgent sort of warrior mentality. <laughs> a lot of these guys was in, you know, they were in the mm-hmm. war. Um, so when they come in with that lens, uh, you know, I, we know that that can tend to exasperate things way more than, uh, you know, solve the problem. Exactly. So, and we've known of people who were killed when they called the police mm-hmm. on a domestic dispute. And, you know, they 
I think you touched on uh, you had that piece from England that talked about the link between yes. and patriarchy that you know so many of their 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 stance of it is perhaps non-scientific and their stance is you know women the role of their public safety is imbued upon themselves you know don't go out at night <laughs> don't uh, you know wear certain clothing you know they're not telling men <laughs> don't go out there and commit violent crimes against women and or know, don't so go out at night don't go out at night <laughs> yeah you're the one causing most of the violence why don't you not go out at night mm-hmm. but we see how these um, social controls or uh, you know how they are carried out in in that public sphere I mean within police departments themselves instances of patriarchy mm-hmm. so we do have Erica Shields the new police chief she's from Atlanta but she came up here and trying to you know I guess uh, every time they bring in a new chief their whole thing is I'm not gonna be like the old one I'm mm-hmm. gonna clean up the streets there's a new sheriff in town uh, but She's a woman, and she she has disclosed during an interview um, all the patriarchy that she's faced within this department. So the persons who are the the main actors of maintaining law and order Mm -hmm. in this town or in, you know, any town USA, Mm. they're dealing with a high degree of patriarchy. Yes, and even that has an ancient um, origin, you know, that uh, part of the trade-off as, as patriarchy was developing as a social system, it was that uh, um, in exchange for um, me dominating you and controlling your life, I'm your protector. Mm-hmm. I, the male, protect you, the female. You care for me, and you're devalued, and you know I control everything yeah. you do. But I'm obligated to protect you. Now, the reality of human life is that many men are not able to do that. Not able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or not or able to do it. Yeah, or, and they are, and they use they they wield that as a tool. Yes. It's almost a, a false sense of protection. Yeah. It's like some protection and are causing un- all this violent harm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you're the protector. Yes. And you're, yeah, man, many of them are unwilling to do unwilling that. Unwilling to, yeah. And, and like you said, many prey on women, mm-hmm. you know, as the quote unquote weaker sex. Yeah. You know, so th- how does that arrangement work yeah. out? How, <laughs> do you remember there was a case a few years ago out of, uh, I want to say, Oklahoma? Where this police officer, and this is tell as old as time. I mean, any any time you see the the terse interactions of these power dynamics at play, you get things like this guy. I mean, he had, he sexually assaulted dozens of women mm-hmm. on his collar. It, they, um, I guess, he was some sort of he would he would bag uh, sex workers. He would take women who were um, you know, in sex work, which is a you know, in in that state is not a legal profession, mm-hmm. and would coerce them into sex, and mm-hmm. but he also did it to women outside of that. So that's a, that we see that that's a common thing we see amongst police officers who, uh, you know, wield um, that sort of level of control over 
women's bodies. Yes, and that has a historical basis, especially in the U.S., where, you know, those police forces started as slave patrols. One of the biggest license they had was to abuse and rape any slave women that they wanted. Yeah. Any slave men, really. With, with impunity. <laughs> yes. No, it was, that was not a crime. Yes. To, and it's still... So I that's mean, part of their crimes, tradition. Yeah, crimes against women, domestic violence has has only been an on-the-books crime and enforced, a heavily enforced crime, let me, time will, you know, not be kind to that. <laughs> that's, still a, that's still debatable. But... As a crime, we're talking maybe like 60 or so years, you know, that you could go to jail for doing that. Mm. So when we look at all these things and the factors that it holds, you know, this is, you know, and especially as men, we have an obligation to to snuff this out and, and to address it in all the ways that uh, it, it controls people's lives. Yes, you know, a sister told me some years ago, uh, one that, uh, you know, I had a relationship with, uh, didn't work out. But one of the things I carried away from that relationship was that um, we were talking about the political struggle and struggle of, of oppressed people and class society. And she said, you know, there will never be solidarity among the working class or black people or anybody unless there's solidarity between men and women. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking, we're literally talking about 50% of the world. Yeah, <laughs> and in every you, household. If, you're, if your analysis excludes <laughs> For most 50% of, them. <laughs> of the world or, or pays lip service, doesn't give an actual say, we don't, we don't want, um, you know, women in... Uh, executive advisory roles and patriarchy still remains it's this this force is so great other women have been uh you know sort of uh, duped into or some you know mm-hmm. sorry you know suffice to say have gone along with tenets of patriarchy and mm-hmm. some terse misunderstanding of this is what I got to do to get ahead Yes, in that, in it's that like Uncle Tom's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, we call them Uncle James, maybe Aunt, yeah. Aunt James. Yeah. Let's call them Aunt James. You know, yeah, but, uh, Aunt you know, James. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. I don't, that probably that's not as. And Bell Hooks, yeah. you know, she says that makes that same point that you know patriarchy would not be as strong as it is if it wasn't for the complicity mm-hmm. of some females. Because yeah. in every you know class contradiction. There are people who are oppressed who consciously go along with the oppressor. Yeah, but it's a bit of a figure for a leg lock. The fact that the subset of men who wield power <laughs> on women's bodies. Yes. You may, you, you're really forcing people's hand here and causing them to make the, the, the ugly choice to go along with this system here. So... Um, we got three minutes here. You know, we can lay it out here. We'll do a part two. Mm-hmm. We'll bring Kanisha in. Um, you know, what's one thing that persons, male-identifying persons, can do to begin? We've established that this this is bad news bears. It's got to go. <laughs> what's one thing that we can do to 
uh, snuff that out at the tracks? Well, I think first thing we got to recognize is, you know, we um, this is uh, sexual violence, sexual abuse is a pandemic. It's an ongoing, uh, long-standing yeah. social contradiction that has to be resolved. Physical, physical, um, domestic violence. We didn't even touch on the different spheres of life in regards to like, um, you know, financial, educational. Psychological, emotional. I yeah. mean, there's so many different spheres. So, you, as you, you correctly identified, and I'm, I'm right there with you, admitting is the first step. We gotta, like, um, you know, and, and as a man, this requires a high degree of work. Yeah. You know, you, you need to admit yeah. the times in your life where you've acted within a lens of patriarchy yes. and the harms that it caused. And we've all done it, and we've we can't all, be in denial. We can't be in denial. Yeah, so I mean, I want to touch on that a little bit further here. Um, final shout-outs before we roll. We're gonna we're gonna do a second half on that. Yeah. Free Mumia Abu Jamal. Absolutely, man. Black August. Community control. Now let's go.